Hey folks, this is Glenn Mann, and welcome to an all-new episode of Glenn is Talking, Man from New York. Now, if you listen to the most recent podcast, they've all been one particular style, which I call random thoughts, sort of like a stream of consciousness. I'm not really planned out. Just uh, maybe a sketch of my idea I want to talk about, but really just sort of playing it by ear. I really enjoyed uh, doing those episodes, and... Um, I think going forward, I think the podcast is going to seem more like that. Now, this podcast has gone through a couple of evolutions. I can't believe it was four years ago that I actually started this podcast. And so, of course, started off just telling stories. Originally, it was this man from New York, M-A-N-N, talking about my experiences growing up and living in New York City. And then once I uh, kind of evolved from that, meaning... Uh, I guess I told all my best stories. Uh, started to move into more general interest, uh, pop, popular culture, what's happening in society, which, to be honest with you, was was didn't have the same amount of enthusiasm. Uh, trying to just pr- be as sort of produced as possible when it comes to doing episodes like that, and maybe perhaps trying to emulate other podcasts what they sound like, what they feel like. And having, and to be honest with you, uh, this past year, having done a lot of podcasting episodes, just haven't felt the urge. But recently, I've been wanting to do more podcasting and do it sort of direct, simple, no frills, lean into the, sort of lean into the fact that this isn't being done in a, a professional studio. This isn't, you know, presented and sponsored by the New York Times or some media company, The Ringer or whatever. All these people getting paid millions of dollars. This is a guy sitting at a, a kitchen table talking. So why not lean into that? So going forward, uh, I think this is gonna be is gonna be just me talking, stream of consciousness, a conversation between me and you, where you're just listening. You're just listening to me talk, right? So I think going forward, that's going to be it. So it's, this is episode 14 of season 3. It's September 12th, 2021, as I record this. A day after September 11th, the 20th anniversary of September 11th. And all the remembrances and the sort of looking back on that horrific day. And one thing I want to say about that uh, is... I've a vividly, I vividly just remember how people looked out for each other here in New York. Uh, that day and the days afterwards, uh, so just the looks of compassion and tenderness that people share with each other, the fact that uh, this experience, this trauma that everyone went through together, uh, bonded us and people uh, cared and were looking out for each other in a way that, and I, I didn't think was possible here in New York, especially. And uh, it didn't last forever, it, but still, it was a, a unique moment in time that uh, stays with me. Uh, in addition to just the, the, the traumatic images and the feels of being in the streets of that day in New York and the fear, the, that part, people's hearts and their compassion, uh, stays with me. So, it's the weekend. So, weekend, usually people are doing things or you're watching TV so I recently finished a rewatch of a TV show that aired about a decade ago 
which is a post-9-11 TV show uh, called Rubicon. It's about a, a analyst at a think tank, uh, which, you know, they, they analyze uh, intelligence uh, when it comes to national security. It only lasted one season. It was on AMC. Uh, but it was a pretty good show, and I remember watching it, but I didn't, but I didn't get a chance to like rewatch it again. So this is the first time, you know, but like I guess a decade that I was able to actually watch it, and I still enjoyed it. It's definitely inspired and has a look and feel of many of those nineteen seventies conspiracy uh, films, Three Days of the Condor, The Parallax View, and of course. Uh, those movies were very popular at the time because of the state of the world, the state of the country, uh, the assassinations of JFK, and then the assassinations of Martin Luther King and Robert Kennedy, uh, the Vietnam War, uh, Watergate. Uh, you had this this span, this time period where it was at the time unprecedented lack of trust in authority and in the government. I say at the time because you know I think now these days. You could say today people are even more paranoid. But back then, people were very, didn't have a lot of trust, and rightfully so, because everything that was happening, being experienced, and these movies uh, captured uh, those feelings, and of course, it's movies, so you, you sensationalize it, you make it more entertaining, but, but still, so I was watching uh, The Parallax View, starring Warren Beatty, because I was inside watch Rubicon. Which, if you get a chance to watch it, it is streaming on AMC+. Plus. I know another streaming service. Oh, stop it. But, yeah. So, but I think one of the films that inspired Rubicon, at least the look and feel of it, is The Parallax View. Starring Warren Beatty. Uh, and he plays a journalist who's trying to track down uh, sort of this conspiracy, the uh, assassination of a, of a politician. And it's a, it's a, it's a fun it's a fun movie. It's a, it's a thriller. Uh, I don't want to spoil it for you. You don't know, seen it, but it's like one of the movies where you're like, ugh, you're kind of frustrated. But yeah, definitely. You know, that's what I was watching. Uh, also watched a new horror movie on HBO, *Malignant*, uh, directed by James Wan, who did the *Conjuring* movies, the first, the, the first couple of them, not the the latest one. And uh, interesting, like I said, I don't want to spoil it for you. It's an interesting movie about a young woman who's sort of being terrorized by this presence, which is wreaking havoc and murder around her. And sort of has a sort of a twist. I guess if you pay attention enough for the title, you, you may guess it. But still, I was like, whoa, what's going on? And I watched another movie on Netflix called Kate. An assassin poisoned in Japan, trying to find out who, who poisoned her. So that was as far as like uh, movie watching going on. So, you know, fall is even though it's still uh, fall hasn't officially begun yet, but here in New York, the weather we've getting some cool temps, especially in the morning. You get a little bit of that fallish chill in the air. You know, break out the jean jackets and uh, you know. Maybe you might you might want to pull out a scarf. Not maybe not yet, but you might want to get your scarves ready. You, you might want to get them washed and whatever. You get them to the cleaner to get them steamed. I don't know, but you might want to get this, get the scarves ready just a little bit as we are going forward. Um, 
So I'm watching the, the news, and of course, there's a lot of sad news and bad news. But I think, I think there was like sort of a story. There's always, there's always like even how every newscast they, they give you all the negative stuff, really, really up front. Then towards the end, they give you the good feel story, so you don't think humanity is completely worthless, right? After you dealt with murder and mayhem and racism and violence and destruction and and with economic uncertainty. Once you get through all that, and then at the end, oh look, here's a story about a boy who whose best friend is a puppy. And then you you you, you feel you you feel a little better, like oh maybe everybody is in a piece of garbage, you know. Until of course you watch the news again later on, and you get back to the cycle of all the horrible thing things that are happening in the world. So you, you sort of get that sort of yin and yang, more of the more yin than yang, or is it more yang than yin, and everything. Uh, so we will, you know, you know, say this is how the world works. Though you got to kind of find a balance of good news, bad news, maybe less news. I said in a previous podcast episode, the probably the best thing you can do is avoid cable news on the weekend. Just take you set aside your weekend for. As much leisure as you can, as much mindless entertainment as possible. This is, of course, there's something really in, important happening in the world. So tonight is the MTV Music Awards, uh, broadcasting live here from New York City, all the way over in Brooklyn, the Barclays Center. And of course, people of a certain age are going to be like, "Excited, yeah, Doja Cat, Olivia Rodrigo." Um, you know, well, Imagine Dragons, well, but I just saw a little list of people who were performing, and there's going to be a lot of people who were like, who are those people? I don't know them. It's sort of the age gap. And I used to be one of those people who had, I had drifted into the part where I'm like, I don't know any of these people anymore. Because there's a period of time where I wasn't paying that much attention to pop music or popular music. Uh, but I think in the past couple of years, I've been paying more attention to popular music. So now when I see the list of names... I'm like, I know, oh, I know these people. I know these songs. So maybe I'll, 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 so I might tune in or not. Even though award shows don't really feel as special uh, as they used to. Maybe because we just have so much content and we're so used to seeing these performers all, all over social media. And there's so many different award shows and programs. And so it's like, it doesn't have that uniqueness anymore. But, uh. Oh, here's a funny uh, So someone that I retweeted this, this article with Vulture talking about uh, the movie Glitter, which came out post 9-11, starring Mariah Carey, loosely based on her life. And I've actually talked about this movie in like the very first season of this podcast about four years ago. And the reason why I talked about it was because I happened to be one of the background extra nightclub dancers in one of the scenes in the film. In fact, it was a time when I was like, oh, I want to be... I want to be entertainment and, and like do movies and stuff. So that was the first thing I ever did was I, you know, I don't even remember. It was like an open call. They were like looking for background nightclub dancers. And I, I think, yeah, I remember it was like at, um, I, I, I think yeah, it was like you go to a, a open casting call and you say, you know, you fill out a piece of paper back then and say, I'm available to be in a movie, and they're like, okay, wear something like this, and show up and like that. 
So I remember, the, I remember it was like it was open casting call. I think it was at a church maybe, which is interesting because the scene that we filmed was in an old church, which many people will remember as a legendary nightclub here in New York called the Limelight. So the holding area, within the holding area in the movie is for extras, like people they're going to use in the background. This is where the people wait until they're ready to be filmed. So the holding area for this film was actually a strip club that was nearby. So hanging out in a hanging out in an empty strip club with no strippers, there's people waiting to. It's kind of weird. It's like it was just a sort of surreal experience. I'm like this strip club with no strippers. So we were hanging out there for a while, and then we, after a couple of hours, we walked over to the limelight. Like I say, it was a legendary. Uh, in some ways, infamous nightclub in New York City, you know, nightlife lore. So we we danced for like a couple hours, then we went back to holding to wait, and then we came back again to shoot some more. And this time, like Mariah Carey showed up to shoot some of her scenes, and she was like right above us, and it was like, oh my God, she's like really freaking fine in person which of course you expect that she's a beautiful woman you see on tv but when you see in person you're like damn Mariah Carey so that was like my uh you know experience and I said on twitter that's like my go-to like conversation piece when I've got nothing interesting left to say and the conversation has veered towards popular culture say oh I was in Mariah Carey's Glitter which of course is a movie that at the, at the time it was released, was mocked and reviled, and the fallout of it led to, like, her, uh, a big thing with her, her record deal uh, being, ending, and this was, it was a huge thing, but she bounced back, and the movie over the years, I think, has become sort of a cult classic, because it, it's set in the time period in the 1980s, uh, there are some, you know, I think there's some wonderful shots of the world tracing in it, so I think, and it, it coming out weeks after September 11th, so that's sort of like this weird nostalgic feeling in that manner. So, and I, and I did more than that. I did other movies and I did a couple of like TV shows. And I think the worst thing is when you audition to do background and you don't get it. Like I did, I auditioned for, there was an MTV show and they were looking for dancers. So I auditioned for that and it was, it was a weird audition because usually when MTV back then would say, hey, we're looking for people. A whole bunch of people would show up because I had been to many MTV type of things and my name kind of got put like on the list because every time MTV like was casting something or doing something I would get like a phone call or email saying hey would you be interested in auditioning for this and that so this one time they were doing a show and they were looking for dancers so I like went expecting to be like dozens and hundreds of people online waiting only like four of us showed up, which is weird. I'm like, maybe they didn't send the email to everyone. So only four of us showed up. Two guys, two girls. We were in this conference room with one of the producers of the program. Who put some music on and told us to dance. So we did. It just felt really weird. Just four people like dancing. Uh, I was dancing with this girl. I was guy, he was dancing with this girl. And we were like, you know. And we did that for, I guess, maybe... Five to ten minutes, and that was it. And then afterwards, we left. I remember, I don't remember the guy's name, but uh, because he was on his way to another uh casting 
it actually was just like an open call again. There was a video being shot, a hip hop, there's a rap video being shot somewhere downtown, and they needed people to be like in the night in the scene, like. So. He he was on his way to that. I happened to also because I saw that same listening. We both went together. We both left very quickly because it was like hmm, this seems kind of a little sketchy and like you know didn't. So it was just one of those weird things, but it was just uh, you know a couple of my experiences in doing films and uh, you know there's been a lot of I also did one with um, Ben Affleck. And I say it like I actually work closely with Ben Affleck. I was in the same room with Ben Affleck as a movie was being filmed. So, t- t- I guess technically I can say yes, I work with Ben Affleck. Even though, you know, I didn't. But I did. Because I was in the same room where there was a camera. So, those are just, uh, you know, a couple of interesting things. I'm not, I think I said I mentioned those like four years ago in the very first few episodes of this podcast. And it was something else. Like I said, moving forward... It's going to be more stream of consciousness, more, hey, just responding to whatever's happening or not happening. You know how it goes. So if you want to contact me, uh, podcast at manglen.com is the email. You'll find that in the podcast notes. Uh, I'm on Twitter and Instagram with the handle at Glenn Priceman. You'll find that in the podcast notes. Also, if you would like to buy this podcast, host a cup of coffee or a donut or perhaps a cup of coffee and two donuts. You can Venmo me with the handle at manglen, man with two ends, man with two ends. But that's only if you've been entertained or enjoyed any of my rambling or talking. If if you haven't, then you know you don't have. Unless you want to send me money to shut me up, because I accept bribes too. So, anyway, thank you for listening. Take care of yourself. <laughs>